it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 103rd episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we're talking about something very serious, and that is whether people have the right to commit suicide. So before diving into that uh, yellow brick road of a journey uh, of conversation, a couple of questions to ask you. First, we're not sure if you've noticed, but Woken Free is now being hosted on Podbean. So what would we love for you to do? Check it out. Go to WokenFree.com. Listen, download all your favorite episodes, episodes you haven't listened to, and make sure that you are as Woken Free as possible. <laughs> so we would greatly appreciate that. Next, we're not sure if you're also subscribed to the show on other platforms. So you can always access Woken Free on iTunes, on TuneIn, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on our YouTube channel, on our SoundCloud uh, account, on iHeartRadio. Either way, we want you to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe away to Woken Free. So please do. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. We greatly appreciate your support. If you haven't shared an episode recently, uh, this is a doozy, guys. So <laughs> make sure you go and share, share, share away. It's super easy to do it on WokenFree.com. Thank you, Podbean, for making that super fun. And then, of course, if you aren't connected with us on social media, you can always holler at us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even YouTube at Woken Free. And you can share, you know, breaking news. You can share what's on your mind. You can even book time with us on Facebook and Instagram if you want to holler and collaborate with us on your upcoming events. So let's chat, guys. And then lastly, if you haven't reviewed the show on any of the platforms we're on, Y'all know the deal. That's how podcasts continue to grow and, and build the, the, the platform for which they are. So we would love for you to give us your reviews. I mean, obviously it's going to be five-star reviews, but nonetheless, <laughs> we want them. Right. So please, please, please take a couple of minutes, review the show on iTunes, review our show on TuneIn, on Google Play, on Stitcher, any of the platforms uh, that we're on. And thank you, thank you, thank you again. That was a mouthful. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Each week we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week we shared, when you get a headache, what do you do? This week we're sharing, do you prefer owning multiple devices or an all-in-one device that does everything? That's an interestingly uh, not interesting <laughs> question. Oh, you are interested in it then because you did a double negative <laughs> the thing. Double negation. So yeah, that means you really love this question. It Amazing. really gets your head thinking. Yeah, it really gets my goose glue. But you're excited about it too. You're like, wow. I think you're the one. This is a real personal question. We're excited about that. But you feel it's very personal and dear to your heart. At least I could see it in you. Your heart's fluttering. Oh, wait, oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) That's your answer? No. So my answer would be uh, probably from an an economical, from an environmental, and just from a mental space sanity, uh, one device is probably better than having multiple devices. However, my biggest caveat with the answer is that that one device has to be functional <laughs> like 99% of the time otherwise if i if i can do it in two devices and it be 100% functional then i would do two two devices but if you can get it down to one device and it's going to work like pretty much every time i need it to work then 
then we're good. We're golden. We're good as gold. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what it has to be. Yeah, man. Mine is definitely, I have to have one device. Okay. And the biggest reason is I don't have a purse. Well, that's according to you. No, I don't. <laughs> and I'm not carrying around a purse. That's, come Excuse on. Excuse me, what are you speaking of? Men's fashion is very much Yeah, what, what needs to happen is men's fashion needs to include pockets on your t-shirts. Then I can have thousands You're of devices. giving out free ideas, huh? <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's the fashion nice. of the future. If, if, it, if there was more pockets and I could hold more devices, then maybe it would work, but... It doesn't make sense. I can't. I don't have anywhere to place this camera, like a big camera. Where have am you I heard of that? a backpack a little? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not carrying that everywhere, though. You can just walk around and be free without it. If you just have clothes on, you don't have to worry about grabbing this pack. If you leave it somewhere, if you go into the airport, it's like a whole hassle. You I like just me, being me. You make me want to break out into share songs or something. You know what would be cool Sorry, is if they had like a tape-on pocket or something. Nice. You tape it to your skin, ideas. though. ideas. Nice. <laughs> no, but when you peel it off, you bleed, though. Okay, we're we're going down a really <laughs> weird road right now. <laughs> All right, then the last thing with one device that's good is at least you don't have to charge something else, right? It's one thing to that's charge. That's true. Oh, that <laughs> is because imagine true. you have thirty devices and you're like, oh, I didn't charge a twenty eighth device, so now I'm I, feel I can't like do everything. Are right there, right now. Like, I'm well, they they did struggle with one device. Yeah. yeah. So like, then there are people one that one Kindle is lower. Well, actually, you just rob me. I have to go charge one. <laughs> oh yeah, even Kindle. for you, it's it's hard for you to because juggle five two, devices. Yeah, it's it's a I could juggle. 30 devices but it's not like i like doing it it's very tough so the one device that did everything that'd be great you know that's definitely the way of the future and hopefully it works though but you want 99 percent? i say 90 percent of the time is pretty good 90 percent is good you can't have 50 percent, then it's not worth it but 90 percent is good 99 90 percent makes most people happy now we're just gonna jump into the topic because you love that question way too much and you would try to spend a whole day on it knowing you oh boy <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna we're just gonna move on now. Oh boy, you ready for it? <laughs> si, senor. Okay then. Well, you should probably start off with what is actually the definition of suicide. Okay. And then if, if you have stats as well, you can fill in the woken free nation. Yes, woken free nation. Let's uh, let's get serious, but it's an important topic because it's something that's really affecting a lot of people here in the United States. Suicide, according to NIH, and also guys, just in case you're new to the woken free platform all links and research that we include in our episodes are listed at wokenfree.com that is w-o-k-e-n-f-r-e-e.com so back to nih they define suicide as a major public health problem and a leading cause of death in the united states the effects of suicide go beyond the person who takes who acts to take his or her own life it has a lasting effect on the family friends and community when it comes to stats, I found some interesting, uh, least sad stats listed at American or listed by American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So AFSP. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. In 2017, 47,173 Americans died by suicide. In 2017, there were an estimated 1.4 million suicide attempts. And in 2015, suicide and self-injury cost the United States $69 billion. Again, 69 billion. All right. So this is a really not only tragic and upsetting situation, but it's an expensive situation or crisis rather that's going on in our country. Additional facts to be aware of. The age adjusted suicide rate in 2017 was 14 per 100,000 individuals. The rate of suicide is highest in middle age white men, particularly in 2017, men died by suicide 3.54 
3.54 times more than women. On average, there are 129 suicides per day. Uh, white males accounted for 69.67% of suicide deaths in 2017. And then in 2017, firearms accounted for 50.57% of all suicide deaths. Crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. You hit it with a lot of stats. Yep, yep, yep. Maybe I'll just provide this at the beginning of the episode, just in case anybody's struggling with this themselves. And mm-hmm. it's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and that's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how personal you want to get into this, but uh, when it comes to the conversation of suicide, I mean, how has your life been affected by it? Just out of curiosity. By suicide? Yeah, like either people you knew or is it something that ever crossed your mind? Things like that. Uh, it's crossed my mind, but not from just just like the idea of suicide of like mm-hmm. why people do it. Like, because I, well, whenever I think of ideas, like any idea, I think about like, cars murder Mm -hmm. any like any just general idea i think about in my mind what does that mean why do people do it Mm -hmm. is that right for you like the universe is that what Mm -hmm. life is really made of so Mm -hmm. suicide has come up in that topic i thought oh like i didn't think oh man my life is this i want to commit suicide i was like if i committed suicide what would happen like i'm like why do people think like suicide is an answer is that like a easy way out that's why people want to do it so it, it just made me think I mean, I guess that people aren't, they, they don't feel like they're wanted or that they're necessary. Their life is enough. Yeah. yeah, so I think, you know, that's what I thought when I thought about suicide and what it means. But I didn't know anybody personally, you know, who's to commit, who, so yeah, who's committed suicide. I don't know any, I don't have any personal, like, experience with that. Okay. I mean, to keep it woke and free, I've, and I've never shared this publicly before, and I'm, I'm happy to share this uh, for the nation. I think for me, the biggest way that suicide came into play is probably when I was uh, in a very challenging part of my life as a teen, early teenager. I was like 14, and my parents were divorcing, and it was a lot financial crisis kind of going on. And I, I realize now that I was extremely lonely, and I, I think I was always really lonely between the ages of... I don't know, it was like six and 14 when I grew up in Manhattan. I didn't really have a lot of friends. I didn't really have a support system. And I was bullied from family members, from strangers, from people I knew at school. And I, when I thought about the idea, it wasn't something like I was like in the, ki- in the kitchen or in the bathroom with a knife against my wrist or anything like that. But I just, I, I guess a little bit similar to how you're saying, like, what's the consequential thought of, of like, if you were to take your life, what would happen? But I think I also kind of glamorized or fantasized about the idea a little bit more because I, I watched a lot of probably inappropriate programming. Oh, you saw programming. And then, and then I started, yeah, that's to, what I've seen yeah, I started to think about myself like, yeah, if I were to take my life, you know, who would miss me? What would be the purpose? But I think for me, I never really explored the concept too deeply because uh, because of my strict Christian <laughs> upbringing, which, you know, I guess in that case is a good thing. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> kept me alive right because uh, the idea of flaming um, hell is a little bit scary at 14 uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit right uh, but then also wanting to wanting to know what's on the other side of loneliness what's on the other side of uh, sadness and of course there was your beautiful face so I'm happy happy uh, that I uh, didn't you know I was lucky enough to not have to dive too deep into it but there as we as I shared in stats there are so many more people 
killing themselves than I thought. I mean, one point, what was it, 1.4 million Maybe. suicide attempts, uh, I believe it was. Yeah, 1.4 million suicide attempts in 2017. That seems really scary. Like, in yeah. one country, like, whoa. Well, that tell, well <laughs> I don't know what the stats are. Uh, I don't know what the stats are, but I wonder how many people had like clinical depression or something yes. of the sort yes. where they're severely depressed. Because mm, that makes yeah. it that makes it hard to give the, you the I will to live. I was definitely dealing with depression as well. Yeah. I mean, I was never you know diagnosed, but but I know like I know that I, yeah, I just I wasn't a happy child. So <laughs> okay, wow. But you know, to continue on this conversation and really dive deep, and this is this is going to be challenging, guys. We we here want you Woken Free Nation to really think about this. This question, do people have a right to commit suicide? Why or why not? Uh, yeah, my answer is going to be bad. It's a personal, but this, this is my personal theory. This is your personal yeah, belief. Yeah, okay. my personal belief. It's not, I'm not condoning it and saying people should, but all we're asking about is the innate right. Yeah, That's do all you we're have asking the innate the right to kill yourself? Yeah. So I think, I mean, technically, I think people are in control of their own bodies, so... To me, a government doesn't have a right to control your body. Like, that's your temple. So yes. the person themselves technically has the right to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, how they do it, you know, there's going to be ways you do it. Kind of like the, physi- the, what is it, the physically assisted suicide, physician, physician assisted, assisted suicide. suicide yeah. Like, I'm technically okay to with that. Dignity, yeah. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's technically suicide. I'm okay yeah. with that it's to a certain suicide, extent. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying like teenagers can get this, but. <laughs> It depends if they have a clinical or they have one of those terminal illnesses yeah, and they're, and in, they're in pain, pain and they're yes. like, you could take 30,000 medications or, you know, we can help you just go in peace without in calmness yeah. and not in pain. I think they should have the option to choose that, even teenagers. Just, yeah. But see, I'm, I'm thinking more on those level. I'm not thinking on the level of, all right, you know, I have no body in school. My family is gone. I'm all alone. I'm a foster child. Yeah. That that I'm I, in that case. I, I can't say all right. You can you should go and commit suicide. Technically, you have the right, but I don't condone that because you don't have a terminal illness. Everything can change in the blink of an eye. So yeah. in that case, I'd say don't do it. But the only but in general, yeah, I think that people do have the right to choose, but. You, you you should only do it if there's like really like bad circumstances. circumstances. Yeah, it shouldn't just be yeah. like, all right, you know, I just want to do it. It's like not I'm just like, not. I'm not having a bad day. Yeah, it can't be that. Or <laughs> I'm having a bad decade. That doesn't count either no. to me. That's not no. enough because that's no. the that's there's the thing. Always your life. Day yeah, you can change. always recover. That's the your that's the thing. That you can always recover. Yeah. But if it, if you're at the end of your days kind of thing and you and that's you know that's what's been diagnosed, you do have the option. So in theory, you're suggesting or you believe that people not only have the right to take their own life but they have a right to decide when that time should end yeah definitely yeah that's what okay. i believe because i Outside believe people of are there being, like but only within the guise of medical treatment you're suggesting not i'm having a bad day i'm depressed my boyfriend left me none of that yeah none of that it can't okay. be personal happenstances and okay. events it has to be a medical doctrination that you're have your you are Ill your life is going to be have, ending yeah. and outside of that and you no. have a choice and it's just the choice not saying you should because yeah. people have a turnaround too so that's why you know really think about it because sometimes things well, change around yeah. yeah so this is a final choice but i think you do have that choice when it comes to okay meta- well I'm, I'm saying in general you do have the choice but i suggest that if you if you don't do it for like a medical reason, like if you did it and you were just having depression, I think you were wrong to do that. That's what I would suggest. Like okay. that was wrong to do it, but technically you still have the right. And people do that. We do a lot of wrong things. So they things. have the right, but it was yeah. a wrong choice. Yeah, it was a bad choice. Okay. I, I would I would think morally that was not the right thing to do. Only because life can always be better. Yeah. Not for religious religion. No, not religious. Okay. No, no religious okay. tie. Just because 
Yeah, my yeah, I have separate morals beyond religion. More, I yeah. just have a moral standing, and I don't think you should kill yourself based off of life events, okay. unless it's a critical life of a terminal event, kind of like yeah, because now you're just yeah. choosing a, a different way to go. Like yeah, that's basically what it is. It's kind of like I I will pass in three months. Do I want to pass in pain or not? You have the choice True. to choose that. So okay. that's where I think it's it's definitely okay. I don't think it's okay to. Do uh, you know people like slitting yeah. their wrists and taking drugs? The gun Shooting thing. Yourself no, no, I, I don't. Believe, those I like. I, I believe the government can control that. They could say, "Yeah, you're not. You can't shoot yourself." Like, come on, that's yeah, no, that's okay. wrong. But the physis the physician assisted suicide in that, that case, okay. yeah. that that could be okay. Yeah, that's just my personal belief, though. Okay. All right. And again, under the guise as well of that the physician operating is not negligent in any way and that he's doing or he or she's doing what they need to do and they're not like... Because, you know, oh, wasn't just, there weird stuff yeah. like Michael Well, even Jackson, Michael Jackson, like, yeah, it was like... Yeah, yeah, so the doctor I don't think he really wanted that. Yeah. In, in that process as well. It's got to be made crystal clear. Yeah, yeah that, multiple people are involved. Yeah, where everybody reads, sees like that, all right, so, this person yeah. did want that. It can't just be, you say this to the doctor, the and doctor nods his head like, and, cool. and yeah. does it. No, it's got to be talked about with other... They should make it like, you got to you have to sign like 10 different papers. You got to get signed off by 10 people yeah, and say, saying, okay, they actually did want this. Just to make sure it's really real and not... Fake, you know, gotcha. and okay. other nefarious things going on. So I found an article on Psychology Today where they have some really interesting things uh, that <laughs> speak to this. Okay. And of course, it's religious based as well. <laughs> okay. uh, so according to the Roman Catholic Church, as listed in Psychology Today, they have long argued that one's life is the property of God. And thus that to commit suicide is to deride, deride God's prerogatives. And the counter argument by philosopher David Hume is that if such is the case, then to save someone's life is also to deride God's prerogative. Yeah. Ha. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, they also speak to, you know, there are legal systems that have historically uh, been informed by religion such that in many jurisdictions, suicide and attempted suicide are still illegal. The very expression commit suicide implies or at least suggests a crime or sin. In late 2014, the Indian government moved to decriminalize attempt to suicide by deleting section 209 of the penal code from the statute book. Under the said section, a suicide bid could be punished with a prison term of up to one year. That's interesting. That's not, well, I mean, maybe their prisons are different than ours because people kill themselves in prison as well. Sure, yeah. Which that doesn't well, seem like an so answer. Well, they're dead, you can't punish them, but yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, that it's like, we're going to punish your attempted suicide by putting you in prison where it may be easier for you to actually know, do it now. I know, yourself, yeah. <laughs> That's not really great. Maybe you should go to, like, a psych ward or something. Yeah. I don't know if the prison sentence is the best. They, but I don't know Indian prison, so yeah, I can't yeah. speak much on them. Uh, the article goes on to say, broadly speaking, pro-choicers argue that a person's life belongs to no one but himself and that his decision to commit suicide, especially if justified as a rational solution to real problems, such as chronic and disabling pain, should be respected and assisted. In contrast, pro-lifers believe that a person's life is not his to take regardless of circumstances. Okay, very, very interesting. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, pro-life is funny because I know they're still pro-war as well. So. Exactly. Very exactly. interesting. <laughs> Other people can take your life, but when you choose to do it yourself, it's wrong. I don't know, guys. Exactly, yeah. Let's think about that one. Uh, unlike most people, the article suggests some philosophers do not think about suicide in terms of ethics. Existentialist? There we go. That's one way to say it. Yeah. In particular, turn the tables around by arguing that life has no meaning and therefore that there is no reason to reason not to commit suicide. Rather, a person must justify not committing suicide by giving his life a meaning and fulfilling his unique potential through uh, through this meaning. 
What? <laughs> weird. Very weird. That's, but existent, that's a whole like philosophy. It's yeah. a weird philosophy. Yeah, yeah, it's a philosophy yeah, yeah, yeah. of nothing. But the problem with that is if there's nothing, then why exist then? Exactly. It, I mean, it's, it's questioning existence. And, yeah. But it's, it's a, that's a little crazy. A common argument. <laughs> that could get its own like episode. Existentialism. Exactly. A common argument against suicide is that it's selfish and it harms the individuals and society that are left behind. For Hume, the, the philosopher I mentioned earlier from the article, a person does no harm in committing suicide, but merely ceases to do good. Assuming that he is under some obligation to do good, this obligation comes to an end with death and even if it does not and he is under perpetual obligation to do good this should not come to come at the expense of greater harm to himself that is at the expense of prolonging a miserable existence for some frivolous advantage that the public may have perhaps receive. In some cases, a person mm. may have become a burden to society and so may actually do most good by committing suicide. In such cases, says Hume, suicide is better than morally neutral. It is morally oh, wow. good. Wow. Fascinating stuff, guys. Fascinating. Interesting. If you guys are re if you're not reading psychology today, you need to get up on there. There's some really interesting articles. So, I mean, it goes on and on and on. I mean, it, it ends with the, the following. Either death is an evil because it deprives us of life or it is a mere blank because there is no left to no one left to experience this deprivation. Thus, if death is an evil, this is not in virtue of any positive attribute that it is, but in virtue of what it deprives us from, namely life. Uh, <laughs> hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's fascinating. And my personal take on it is, is okay, is the following. It's like so challenging to talk about <laughs> this because it's like, it's such a hard subject, you know? Um, yeah, it definitely is. I believe the following to be true. Everything in our life is intentional. We choose to live and we also choose to die. We choose to be good, bad, ugly, and everything in between, consciously or subconsciously, as taught to me by The Secret. Which is, again, if you think about that, considering the atrocities that happen in this life, is a rough statement. Yeah, to say is. that you chose everything it's crazy, is you think about really it. wild, guys. So if you like can wrap your mind around that, <laughs> then, you know, yes, you could understand the suicide. The effects of suicide are harmful, of course. I don't think anyone would argue leaving behind your family members, your oh, children. Right, yeah. yeah, the effects of it is harmful. Do you have the right to take your life? Yes, because you have the right to do anything else in within that life, right? You have the right to wake up. You have the right to do this. So, yes, I agree with you. The right to take suicide is your own. Yeah. Is it it's the best body. decision to, to make? No, I, I don't think so. Because, it's not the best, yeah. Because it seems to typically be oriented around moments like you said circumstances i'm having a bad decade i'm having a bad i found out my spouse cheated on me my children don't want me right like yeah. it's all circumstantial and i think that because death is so final can you make that final decision based on a circumstantial event moment in time no i i don't think that that's the best yeah, there's approach. still more moments you can have exactly because You're that eliminating terrible, the possibility of those moments for this lifetime exactly that terrible moment can turn into something glorious it could turn you never know what what's Maybe on you can the give other somebody side else a great moment exactly so i just i agree with you i think there are circumstances medically speaking i 100 percent support physician assisted suicide when you are no longer able to live a comfortable and and well life you should have the right to transition in peace and 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 pain free as much as possible yeah. But should, do you have the right to transition because your boyfriend broke up with you because you're depressed because you're dealing with other mental health or financial situations? Yes, you have the right. 
But is that the best decision for you? Is that the decision your future self would have thanked you if for if if you did if you, you know you're taking away actually you're taking away your future because you are making this final decision now. So the only problem is if you believe the multiple lives, maybe you think that's a way to get to your secondary that's life where it faster. Gets very tricky then yeah. because you know yes we're transitioning in this life, you're but forcing is a new this transition. your final and one time life? You are listening to Woke and Free. 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 A podcast that keeps it real and honest. Just think about it. If it's proven you have multiple lives and you can get to the next life faster. That, you would kill yourself though. Yeah, see, yeah. some people may say it's a way out, so that's like, why it gets tricky. Peace out, yeah. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter because I'm going to be a frog next life, you know, uh, something like that. But, I mean, I can finally be an elephant. Yeah, Larry, see. Lily. But you gotta, I mean, that's, that's not the answer because... You, here's the here's the thing. Eventually, you're gonna die anyway, right? So you well, just can't ride it out. To die, so yeah, yes. you can't mm-hmm. ride it out. Like really, it was that bad. That's what I'm saying. It was not that well, for bad. For some people, that you have they to. feel like they this feel is like the that's the only it. option. Like they can't tolerate it anymore. It's too painful. Like from bullying. Because you know what it is? It's emotional pain that's killing them. It's not even sometimes. Well, it's, it's emotional, yeah. And, because it's like and, the social yeah. media bullies when they continue yeah, to bully them online. Really, yeah, it makes it tough. You can't go online. It's it's not okay. It's not a it's it's not an easy thing to deal with. Yeah, it feels really crazy. Yeah, it feels like it'll never end. Yeah, but, but there's always another. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. There's there can be an end to it, believe it or not. You Absolutely. may not see it, but it can. You there can, can move. Be better. You can change your identity. You change, change your identity. Who yeah. You are, but there's always a way to get out of it. Yeah, there's ways around it. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you think that we should deal with suicide in the future, and how does it differ than we're dealing with it now? Ah, so based on the stats that I shared earlier in the episode, uh, I think, you know, there definitely are resources, right? The fact that we have a hotline, the fact that there are groups and support groups and organizations out there supporting and acknowledging that this is a medical crisis going on. Again, if it's the 10th leading cause of death for Americans, that's huge, right? It's not 20th or 30th. 10 is dang high up on the list, if you ask me. Uh, So, you know, I think that the support is there, but I, I don't think... The other side of it, right, is there. So suicide prevention is easier to effectuate if you have things in place that support mental health for people in a way that is easy and free and highly accessible, which it is not. It is a yeah, cost. A it is a, <laughs> it is something that also not all people and not all communities accept. It is not, we're not there with mental health. To be detrimental health. to your job. Yes, exactly. And, and you know, as, as both of us in our careers, it's, it's challenging yeah, you <laughs> to, be very to just, careful. you know, to even say the sentence, I have mental health concerns is, you know, that could be tra- really problematic depending upon who yeah. you are and where you work. So until we address mental health more uh, accurately and appropriately in this country, then I don't think the suicide prevention efforts are what they could be. Additionally, I would say for future uh, support, the best way to go about is first, I think we need to understand some suicide misconceptions. And so on help guide that I found, and again, all links you can find on the episode at WokenFree.com, here's some misconceptions that we as a society need to be aware of. Myth. People who talk about suicide won't really do it. Do you think that's true or not? That's a uh, that's people who just talk about it won't mm-hmm. really do it. I think that's not uh, true. If you false. talk about okay. it, yeah, that's false. Okay, what so did you get? 
Uh, fact is, almost everyone who attempts suicide has given some clue or warning. Don't ignore even indirect references to death or suicide. Statements like, you'll be sorry when I'm gone. I can't see any way out. No matter how casually or jokingly said, may indicate serious suicidal feelings. So yeah. uh, we as people need to, you know, when kids are like, ah, you're going to be sorry for that. Take them seriously. Like, but what if they mean you're going to be sorry for that because they're going to get you next time? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Sometimes they're going to come after you. But if they're if they're implying that they're no longer going to be on this earth, oh. we need to think about that as as more than just you know they're dramatic, right? Like they might be having a tendency to want to kill themselves. Let's let's address it. Next myth: uh, If a person is determined to kill himself or herself, nothing is going to stop them. True or false? That is false. Mm-hmm. So even the most severely depressed person has mixed feelings about death, wavering yeah. until the very last moment between wanting to live and wanting to die. Most suicidal people do not want death. They want the pain to stop, the impulse to end it all. However, overpowering does not last forever. Right? So okay. there's that. Another myth that people need to be aware of, people who die by suicide are people who were unwilling to seek help. True or false? That would be false. Mm -hmm. Studies of suicide victims have shown that more than half had sought medical help in the six months prior to their deaths. So people need to stop assuming that suicidal people are people out here who aren't trying to deal with what's going on, that they're yeah. just so selfish, that they're just so callous. No, they, they're in pain. And what do most people do when they're in pain? They try to seek help. Yeah. But maybe it wasn't enough or it didn't work, right? Yeah. Next myth, talking about suicide may give someone the idea. True or false? I believe that is false. Mm-hmm. You don't give a suicidal person morbid ideas by talking about suicide. The opposite is true. Bringing up the subject of suicide and discussing it openly is one of the most helpful things you can do. Yeah, so, that makes sense. That's something, you know, and my parents, I don't remember them ever talking to me about suicide. I feel like I would have been slapped in the face <laughs> if I had even mentioned that I was unhappy or, I mean, I, I definitely know I was, I was scolded for discussing unhappiness or sadness. So I couldn't even imagine what the statement of suicide, I mean, I, no, that's yeah. I don't know. I wonder how I even like address that. You're just like, you're sitting at a family dinner and you'd be like, so what's your take on suicide? That's what you say to your kids. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, like, how, uh, how do you broach the subject? Or if you're watching it in a show, you're watching the, like the Netflix special, the 13 Reasons Why. That makes it easier to talk I about, think it, right? Maybe that's if you watch a programming, it's a lot easier. Do, yeah, if you're maybe just sitting, consume some content that's relevant to the subject, that and that. then at the end of watching it, because no one likes anyone who talks through shows, <laughs> shut your mouth, watch <laughs> the program, and upon completion, uh, you, you must talk about. You don't it. want them to comment on the <laughs> no, covers on the as, screen. No, no, so tacky, <laughs> <laughs> so tacky, guys. Keep those thoughts in your head until yes. the end. <laughs> Keep it in your end, right? No. Yeah, see, there you go. That You give a good uh, <laughs> alternative. Write your notes down. Write your notes down, and once you're done with the episode or the movie, then say, hey, guys, what did you think about that? And then once you hear from your kids or whoever you're in the room with, then you can even say, have you ever thought about this, right? And, yeah. once, and it's a judgment-free zone. I think parents and people, when we're speaking to each other, we need to really come from a place of judgment-freeness because I think a lot of people are scared to share how they feel, as we talked about even with the secret 
Trump supporter episode that like people are, are so afraid to be like lashed at and like beat down emotionally or physically. Well, yeah, they're from sharing their for physical violence. Yeah, that's why. So we ha- we have to you know you can't be, be more accepting, so stifling, and 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 like what do you mean you no? <laughs> Don't attack the person, hear them out. Yeah. yeah, let's. So I think you know first step for moving forward is let's getting oh let's let's talk about these myths that we just talked about in the episode and let's get people aware of what's true and what's not true when it comes to the conversation of suicide next uh there are some warning signs that i think people should be aware of like average day people so that when you hear people at work when you hear people in your family you know what what the f is going on with them so help guide shares the following signs of suicide talking about suicide again we mentioned in the myth right that might be a a warning sign to to look out from so maybe you want to talk to that person yeah if someone's seeking out lethal means so seeking access to guns pills knives or other objects could be you that could be used in suicide attempt which is a little bit tricky because some of these people are looking to hunt so (laughs) well yeah i mean if they're getting a hunting rifle it's not gonna yeah. say maybe they're suicidal yeah they say that. but if they're getting a gun and they also told you they can't stand life anymore uh that that's maybe like a triggering thing that you should be yeah. aware of uh someone's preoccupation with death so definitely un- yeah. unusual focus on death dying violence writing poems or stories about uh, death that's a what about drawings they didn't say that they didn't but that could be uh you know that could definitely be a cute as well uh someone who doesn't see hope for the future so feelings of helplessness hopelessness and being trapped there's no way out belief that things will never get better or change i think that's probably a sign for depression as well as (laughs) that that, uh self-loathing self-hatred feelings of worthlessness guilt shame and self-hatred they feel like a burden everyone would be better off without me i i know i've heard that phrase from people so man uh that's not so great uh people who are getting affairs in order so making out a will and stuff like that which i want to put a caveat to that with the will part everyone needs to get their will together guys (laughs) it doesn't mean you're trying to kill yourself but if you are doing it and maybe i think in this article what they're suggesting is maybe in some type of like urgency or like oh my god i gotta get things together like you're planning for a trip that you're no longer coming back from uh, maybe in that sense, but general estate planning is a healthy thing to do. Guys. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, just that uh, saying goodbye, right? Unusual or unexpected visits or calls to family and friends. That's probably a sign from this person, right? Like if you haven't talked to them in six months and they're like giving you their farewell talk, that's oh, right. like yeah. mm, suspect, suspect. Withdrawing from others, right? No longer wanting to spend time with friends and family. That's depression though, too, right? Yeah, that could be depression. And I could also say maybe that person's leveling up, man. Like, <laughs> so no, what if they're never looking know. to meet different I, people? Yeah, yeah. I don't talk to a lot of people that I used to talk to two or three years ago. It doesn't mean I'm trying to kill myself. But I'm just leveling up. Yeah, like, that's yeah I'm thing. just trying to. It doesn't necessarily uh, mean that. In the sense of like, I'm spending more time doing what I need to do, not with people that I don't enjoy their time. <laughs> so you know, but but it's something to think about. And then also some self-destructive behavior. So I think by. Uh, by being able to, uh, and there's more that's listed uh, at the art on the article. You can definitely check it out at WokenFree.com. I think being in touch with understanding myths and, and misconceptions, being unaware of kind of warning trigger signs is really helpful. And then I think, you know, and you and I were talking about this as well. We as a society are just too disconnected. It is a lot harder to kill someone and it's a lot harder to harm someone that you know and that you like and that you're friendly with. And I think there's, we're all walking around just in 
our own little bubbles, not talking to each other, texting and messaging. And I'm not blaming social media, but no, we're using the it's been tool. been before that. Yeah, we're using this tool before. to just like detach from each other. And I, I think it's putting us in a dangerous position. So I think that something has to be done about it. I don't know what that's going to be, but if nothing is done about it, it's it's we're gonna have more and more suicide attempts because more and more yeah. people are not gonna give a shit because we don't know each other and we don't talk to each other or even seemingly like each other yeah so. we need more of a connected community approach oh where god people yeah. know each other and actually think about people on the street it's they see. challenging yeah yeah it's very instead of very saying i don't know that person i don't give a damn about them yeah we you should know, take the approach great. of like every human being you see good morning good afternoon good evening you know if you like someone's hair tell them they look pretty not in a you know a, a, a me too issue way but just you yeah know. careful with that yeah one. With i know compliments <laughs> you can say Very you like careful. their glasses maybe <laughs> i don't know Ooh-oh. that you're might be against... taking them and stopping yeah them, that though. might be hr rules though again because you're well obviously features. live within the protocols for which you're working and living in but i think yeah, that we've got to find ways to connect a little bit more that we shouldn't be so fearful and disjunctive from each other it just seems i don't know it just seems more disconnected than we were like when you and I were 10 and 12, I just, it oh, seems like a so? different world. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem the same. I think it's easier now not to talk to anybody. Yeah. You can have that option. We spend days not talking that. to any other human being other than each other. Yeah, it's actually and easier And that's to do. really interesting that we could live in a world like that. Like, that's fascinating. What's your thoughts? I think it all starts when the people are younger. So when they're like children, I think that schools should probably take on the task to actually get people to know each other. And okay. that would kind of, that that's one way to build, like, the connected community. Yeah. So if schools force children as an assignment or something to mm-hmm. know something about a random school classmate, you know, that could be a thing. Then you rotate that out where you learn eventually all your classmates' name and you learn something fun about them. Mm. And you do maybe a presentation about each other. So you kind of build this bond. Of, yeah. This is, you know, my, this is a classmate and this is what they do. This is where they come from. You kind of just know about people. Yeah. Because we, 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 I think all of us done those presentations like when we were younger and we kind of, we look at another country or something and you kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe you did that. I know I did a, I did that where we all had a country and we had to find out information about the country. I did what if you state. had, to, yeah. what it, or yeah, what if you had to interview Classmate, your classmates right? yeah. and it was a continuous thing. You were always doing yeah, every, that. every two weeks you have to interview a new person. Every week actually you yeah. interview a new person you get to know your classmates. I think that's lovely. I mean, and then, the journals, I mean, and then so super, yeah, exciting. I would do that for the assignment and I would go beyond and people would be mad. But even at lunchtimes, I would so I would not yep. allow clicks. I would yeah, make it so people oh. have to sit with different people. Clicks suck. It's man. yeah, it's really a bad thing. This happens. Yeah, because this you is, know why? Because society does this. It becomes clickish, and people form yep. their own groups, and they don't care about the other group. It's like my group is better than yours, even though guess what, guys? You use the same resources. You live in the same town. Exactly. You're not a group on its own. Yeah. You're at least a part of that town. I mean, come on. At You're, least everyone's a part of the community. But yeah. people like to cl- form cliques within their already community. Oh God, yeah. I mean, we see issue. this when we go out and network that like you, yeah, can, you can see, see people bunching forming. together and not talking to each other. Yeah. And it's it's because of yeah, like you're saying, it was how we were in. We were raised that children, way that, like, we're children. People you find your lunch and... feathers of, a, you know, feathers flock together kind of thing. And those feathers are different from these feathers. Yeah. But we've got to always just walk into a room and just meet everyone It'd in every nice different circle. It'd be nice if you can you like, sit in one group, you can talk for a little bit, then you go to the other group. Exactly. And no group has the same person in the same group. Like they yeah, just, just keep shuffling around. Yeah, because then everybody knows each other and you have a connection and you care for that person. 
and you might make. Absolutely. I mean, you, you have networking opportunities as well. You find out. You can make out, business. You can make money. Like yeah, gosh, it really opens things life. up because people don't know like that person next to them. They're like, man, exactly. I, I really needed somebody to clean my house, and I really wanted it for mm. cheap. Somebody owns a service, and they're just starting, and they're giving discounts. You just didn't know that because you never talked to them. Yeah, exactly. see, it's like crazy like that. That happens. Like you need something, and that oh, person absolutely. right next to you has what you need exactly as you need. And you it. just but, didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't say anything to them, so they didn't know to tell. Yeah. Absolutely. And <laughs> you know, it's also funny, but I've learned being a former New Yorker is that six degrees of separation is also true. There are uh, too, plenty yeah. of people that you know that you could identify through a six connection, if not quicker, that you like, oh, this stranger you're meeting is actually not really a stranger, but it's Sally's cousin who you went to the high school with Sally. So yeah. it's like you never know who you're speaking to and how you probably already know them in some way or form. So just just talk to each other, guys. Like it's just you know, it, I think it's going to save our lives, to be honest. So I think so. That's that's Ugh. humanity is going to need that. <laughs> that we trait. Need to, yeah, we need to get back to a place of community. Man. That'll help it's, instead of trying to separate ourselves and yeah. say it's us versus them. Yeah, it's always us versus them. It's one human race. Like yeah. we got to get together. And 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 I know this yeah. is very like a hippie moment. For it's people. very yeah. like love. It's like a kumbaya. Let's sing and but it's I think it's, it's critical <laughs> because if 1.4 million people try to kill themselves two years ago, what's that? Number we're gonna be three years from now yeah. like where are we at it better and be going down is what, what we I, if nothing changes it will not <laughs> i mean that's just reality yeah, <laughs> that's true here we go yo here we go yo so what's so what's so what's the scenario it's scenario time scenario one patrice lost her wife of 30 years to a terminal illness all of her known relatives have passed and she has no children she feels really lonely lately and wonders why she continues with life does she have the right to take her life Oh, you started off with a hard one. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, oh, this is <laughs> This sad. happens to people, too. This is a real moment. That grief and loss, yes, moment. So, my condolences, Patrice. Uh, all right. <laughs> for sure. I, I think what's really upsetting about this is that, you know, this is probably a real, real life scenario for many, many people. And I think the, the biggest thing is you're living for you, right? You're not living for anyone else other than you. And so, yes, you lost the love of your life, but you don't know if... If you could have another great love, you don't know if you have uh, a, an opportunity to, to be a, a face of healing the real way, healing, helping p- other people to heal through their grief and their loss. And so I think what she needs to do is, is take a, a good look at her financial standing, what she's interested in, how much time she has, and figure out what are things that you always wanted to do, Patrice, that you never did. What are all the things in your life that you could do by staying alive? And what what message do you have on grief that's not out there that you feel should be out there so that you and millions of other people could take it in, consume it, eat it, love it, live it, and and further the movement of life and the glory that is because gl- life is a miracle and if you have this miracle why would you want to give it up so flippantly that's my answer so that she should keep her life she should stay alive and she needs to fight to make the rest of her life as meaningful as it was with the the, the first 30 years with her love because okay. i i understand yeah. i get it living without love is vi- <laughs> Very challenging, but it is not worth taking the miracle of life from it. It really isn't. Yeah, she needs to finish off her days. We yeah. don't know what else is in store for her life. Mm-hmm. So that's way too... Absolutely. 
flip it it's to hard, just take your but life you now. Can't, you yeah, can't. it might be painful, but yeah. you never know what what comes next. Who might you be able to save? And would she, her, her you loved one, want her to kill? No. If no, yeah, that's the she thing. She would yeah. be pissed off. Yeah. Like, she'd be like, are you joking with me? You disappoint <laughs> them, right? So yeah. shouldn't do you that. You should live your life in tribute and honor to that person by living. <laughs> Scenario two. Andrea has six children, and her husband is currently deployed overseas for six months. She just had a child a couple of months ago and is experiencing postpartum depression. She has started to wonder if they will be able to pay upcoming bills now. Does she have the right to take her life? Does she have some type of insurance money coming? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Why? Wow, wow, she's just, yeah. you know, well, you may, she's yeah, pissed maybe. off and tired and mad. Okay. I th- yeah, uh, it's just that depression thing. Okay, that's that her. situation. Yeah. yeah, the mom's got, yeah. So, wow, moms, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because they See, definitely get that. Some of them get that feeling. Most that, mothers I don't deal know with all, postpartum. Yeah, yeah, they all get it. It's very easy. Degree. It's a hormonal situation. So yeah, different. Uh, you know, I think with this, <laughs> uh, I think being a parent again is a miracle, right? That is the, the the gift of life that you've made, and you have people dependent on you, and who will always be tethered to you in some way or form. And you know, as a mother of six with a, a young person just out of the womb, I think that she has an obligation to try to be and live the best example of a life for those children that she brought onto this planet. So yes, she has the right to take her life, but by doing and following through with that decision, what is the what is going to be the the effect for those children? What's yeah. going to make them want to stay alive if their own mother? couldn't stay alive, right? So it, I think that she needs to think about, you know, yes, it, it might be challenging to, to have uh, the bills for all of those children. Da, 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 birth control. Uh, <laughs> get it right. Get your life right. <laughs> A little oh, bit. Gosh. Get your life right. And, you know, address your fertility. All right. <laughs> and, and, and maybe think about how you can make more money, not, not end the conversation. But whenever you're dealing with a challenge, the best way to overcome this challenge is to think about the ways to overcome it, not to let the, the challenge overcome you, because you are always more powerful and more capable than the, than the challenge you are facing. So stay alive, uh, get, get a birth control plan in place, <laughs> whether he gets a vasectomy, you to your tie, tie your tooth, whatever, boom, boom, but no more babies. That's enough. And, uh, you know, have a nice cup of coffee and get your life right. And you, you can do this. You can get past this, baby. I think what she has the right to do is create a business plan. Woo! Get it. <laughs> That's what she has the right to do. Entrepreneurship is the solution. Woohoo! If you have six children, you got to figure out how to care for them. Yeah. You, you chose to bring them here, so that's your responsibility. That's, to have. You created that responsibility yeah. for yourself. So just beyond <laughs> anything yeah. else, you're responsible for these six kids now. That's why people need to think them. about it when they're like, I want lots of children. Yeah. Do you have lots of money? Because you can't just do things on a whim now. Like, you got to actually think about other people. And we don't know the ages of these children. Can any of these fools work? Like, (laughs) (laughs) get your life, guys. They can help with the business plan. Yeah, they'll be the, they'll work there. They can help. You know, hey, if you're 14, you can go to the library, get that little job, get that paycheck, get that lunch money, and we're good. Yeah, you can work places. So. They got to, she got to figure out how to pay the bill. That's Absolutely. not, the, the insurance what method is not the, the right <laughs> way. That's not how it's, it's not going to play and out And those insurance there. companies, they're hardcore, man. They're you got to like, be careful yeah. too, yeah, depending on how you died. Like they could actually they invalidate, and they, they like, can invalidate the claim. And, be like, and a lot no. of times I thought suicide. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, it doesn't, takes you out of the realm of it might. earning money. So, yeah. so <laughs> that's not the answer no matter what. Like mm-hmm. this is not the day. 
Scenario 3. Sam has a terminal illness and has extreme pain throughout his body, even when he's not moving. The doctors have suggested he use the medicinal marijuana prescription to ease the pain, but he is just sick and tired of living with this pain. Does he have the right to take his life? Interesting that you didn't include the age of Sam here. How old is Sam? That's, we don't know. Oh, wow. Okay, you're doing it like that. Okay. (sighs) All right. And there's no other factors involved, right? There's not depression or girlfriend left him. None of those stuff. This is literally just a chronic pain illness situation. A terminal illness with chronic pain, yeah. Terminal illness with chronic pain. You know, as, as previously stated in the episode uh we have a right to die with dignity we all do and unfortunately if sam has this terminal illness which means he is dying there's no turning back from this he has the right to transition in less pain and and if that means you know taking his life as a part of that transition then i'm i'm for it and i don't know sam's age so i don't know if i'm talking about sam as a 12 year old or sam as a 99 year old but uh you know if he's going to die then he shouldn't die and spend the rest of his days in pain i think that that's that's unworthy and it's not it's too sad to bear yeah i definitely agree with that i think he has the right in this case to do the physician assisted suicide yeah because it's you know, that, that's tough to live with that extreme pain. Yeah. It seems like, I don't know, it's a sign of something. And mm. maybe you're just going to have to, he has to just call it a quits. Because this is tough times ahead. And anyway, you, you have a you have an end date, right? You have an actual set well, end we date. we all yeah, have that termination date. Yeah. <laughs> so your termination date is just, it's moved up a lot sooner than expected. And it's, it's, it's hard even mm. to get to that point. So... In this case, I'd say he actually does have the right to so. to expire. Yes, yes, yes. I love how our That's energy bad. went like up and then like down. <laughs> <laughs> this is a rough topic, guys. But yeah. uh, you know what? I hope what we hope from this is that a if you are part of Woken Free Nation and you're listening to this, that if there's someone in your life going through this or something similar to this, that this has hopefully provided you some type of ease, some type of comfort. If this is brand spanking new and you've never <laughs> even thought about it, that it's been thought provoking. And if you have questions or comments, Put them in the comments. Go on the download the Podbean app so that you can comment on the episode and share what you think so that you can join the Woken Free Wednesday conversation. And it looks like we're at that time again. Is the coming to the end of our 103rd episode of Woken Free. You went the depressing way, huh? Sorry. Deep voices are funny. No, they're not. <laughs> This is how oh, I speak. Good Lord. That's how I speak. Lies and fairy tales you tell on the episode. <laughs> on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode, we were talking all about whether people have the right to commit suicide. And again, if you missed anything or you want to revisit this, download and listen your hearts away at wokenfree.com. That is W O K E N F R E E.com. And download the episode and share it, share it, share it, share it with your friends and family. And uh, will we leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we will be discussing whether you can be in love with multiple partners at the same time. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woke and Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokeAndFree.com. We just went from a low to a high. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, can we kill ourselves so. to, can we beep yeah. <laughs> multiple people at the same time? Yeah. Uh, guys, that's how we roll here. This is, this is a dynamic podcast like There's none other. Oh, God, we have a lifetime of things to talk about. Absolutely. That's true. So, and to revisit. <laughs> and revisit, for sure. So, if you guys are interested in being a guest on the show, if you have a topic you want to submit, you can do all of that on our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. Please visit W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. If you want to holler at us on social media, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Woken Free. Sponsorship alert. If you want to sponsor an upcoming episode, if you're interested in collaborating with us like that, you can what? Find us on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.